Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord. And welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us on our simulcast during the hours of 9 and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platform or during any other time of the week, Please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, dates, and locations of platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be persecuted by, prosecuted, excuse me, by federal agents. Having said all that, now we can get down to the kingdom business. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper so that if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. And now I'd like for you to join me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this time because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, Glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus reveals to us the Father and draws us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace as we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, this is part five of a a, a topic. Uh, Stir up the gift that is within you. And um, we are getting an understanding that that helps us to know how we're supposed to walk from glory to glory, from victory to victory, from faith to faith. I find that a lot of times we do things out of habit or out of rote uh, participation, but we don't have a exact understanding of the victory path that God wants us to walk in. There are preordained steps that we should walk in. Now, having said that, God understands that there are going to be steps that we will not take. There are going to be steps that that we might not agree with. And so, therefore, uh, we don't go from faith to faith. We go from faith to failure. We go from faith to frustration. 
that then might find our way back to faith in a minute or two. But see, if we would utilize the, the leading of the Holy Spirit, then, then, then he causes us to triumph every time. See, we, it's, not, it's not that we go through the valley to get to the mountaintop, okay? I, 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 maybe, maybe that's what we should uh, investigate. Instead of us going up and down from the mountain to the valley, why don't we practice, participate in what he said? He's made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. See, sometimes we set ourselves up for valley experiences when God wants us to experience uh, things from the top. He made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above all principalities, powers, dominion, might, and every name that's in this world and in the world to come. Every name. He called us to be above, not just above. He said far above. So why is it that we think that we have to go into the valley when we've been placed far above valley thinking, valley participation? Say, the word of the Lord and the word from our surroundings might be two entirely different words. See, because I saw my grandmother go through uh, a, a, a lot of uh, challenges. So then I prepare myself to go through the challenges. Jesus said this in, in, in um, uh, John chapter 16. He said, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I like to look at the word but as a Holy Ghost eraser. When I get to the word but in my reading, in my studying, in my understanding, Everything I heard before I ran into the word but is now erased by the word but, by the phrase however. I mean, I, 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 we need to get that into our thinking so that it was no intent for us to go through stuff if the but I, but I have overcome the world is already there. He says in in, 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 in book of Psalms, um, 68, it says that uh, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth us out of them all. The word but erases my thought processes of, oh boy, oh woe is me. I'm going to have to go through this. I'm going to be uh, uh, dealing with that. No, the word but erased all of that for me. See? And a lot of times, the challenge that's in front of us is we uh, remember the first part of the sentence but and did not hear, adhere to the last part of the sentence. Okay, let's try this. Let's try this. Um, as you're driving from point A to point B and you don't know how to get from point A to point B, you look at the, uh, the road map or you uh, activate your uh, uh, Google Maps, okay, and then step one is 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 when you start the process. But in the middle of the process, you don't go back to step one to start over, do you? You continue the process. When you hear them say, "Get on this highway and uh, bear right onto the highway," 
Now go to exit whatever the number is. In the middle of the trip, you don't go back to the beginning and say, okay, I got to start. I got to get on the highway. You're already on the highway. So the word but is the same instructions that Jesus is saying. You're on the highway. In the world, you will have tribulation. While you're on this path, please know this, I have overcome the world. See? So he's saying, yes, in the world, there were uh, things that the devil wanted to do and mess you up. And I want you to understand that you don't have to stay on the path of frustration. You don't have to stay on the path of, of fear. See? You can go on the path. You can walk uprightly. Okay? Why? Because as we walk uprightly, he says in Psalms 84, 11, he will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. Okay? So let's try it this way. Because he's not withholding the good things, that means he is, by definition, withholding the bad things. Is that correct? In the world, you shall have tribulation. But here is what I want you to know, understand, and believe. I have overcome the world. So then these things that the devil sent to you, I've given you victory as you walk in the steps preordained for you. See, at somewhere, we, we approach God from a, a, a thinking process where God is as schizophrenic as we have learned that, that, that we are. See, because we, we'll go for whatever. The, these statements came up because the way life trained us. Beer, if it's near, brandy when it's handy, either or is what we do. No, he wants us to walk exactly in his footsteps. We were made in his image, after his likeness. This changes things when we understand that. That's why when you look at the life of Jesus, you didn't see him uh, making a big deal out of all of the issues that we make big deals out of. See? And he tried to, to give this information to his uh, disciples, and sometimes they didn't get it. See, sometimes they would just continue to, 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 to revert back to, okay, um, if that don't work, we're going to have to do this. Or, or, or if this doesn't uh, work out, then we're going to have to do that. You see, that's not the way that, that, that Jesus wants us to live. See, he wants us to live by faith, going from, again, faith to faith. See, we, we don't go from faith to frustration. And, and most of the times, uh, we, we, we'll see that happening in our lives. <laughs> some, some things that, that, that we should think about here. Um, let's, let's go to John again. I'm just trying to give you a reference here so that you will know how our steps that are ordained of God are supposed to walk to the place where victory is understood, that, that, that victory is expected by us. See? It's not something that, that we accidentally get to. John chapter 20, uh, Jesus 
is 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 bringing them back to the place. Okay, where 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 they can enjoy his blessing. I believe that the blessing of the Lord, this is what he said, the blessing, okay, just as I'm hearing it, he says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. The phrase no sorrow gives me the indication that there should be no sorrow. But we go through things in in, in, in in our experiential knowledge. See, God wants us to live by revelation knowledge, not by experiential knowledge. And when you participate and practice that, then this is what Jesus, these are, these are his words, y'all. I, I'm not just making these up. These are his words. He told Peter that there was a revelation that came to him from the Father. And he said to Peter, you are blessed, Peter, because of this revelation. And because you are blessed, I'm going to build my church upon what? Oh, let's flip over there so that you can see it. Matthew chapter um, 13, chapter 16, verse 13. We're coming back to the other one. Okay. So, so I, I, I would like for you to build upon a sure foundation. Okay. I'm not mad because of, of, of my grandmama and, and, and them telling me, you know, about the testimonies that God developed in their life. I appreciate the testimonies that uh, were developed in other people's lives. I have no problem with that. But Jesus, the Bible says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Okay? So it's not just telling me about my past. But it's telling me about my, it is declaring my future. It is the spirit of prophecy. Okay? <laughs> that it's the thing that makes prophecy stay alive. It's the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus. Okay? So that we can kind of get that. Uh, you can find that scripture in, in Revelations. So that I'm just trying to make this up. Y'all write these scriptures down so you can go back and look at them. You can go back and study it. I, I believe that the God that reveals them to me reveals them to you. Okay? He, he's, not, he's not just just saying those things so that I can uh, uh, glorify my, my way of thinking. Okay? That's not what he said. In, in, in uh, Revelations chapter 19, he says it in verse uh, 10. The angel was, 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 was talking, and then uh, John said uh, he, he fell at the feet to worship him. And the angel said unto, unto John, unto me, John, he said, don't, don't do that. See, thou doest it not, because I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. He says, don't, don't sell yourself short by thinking now is the time to, to, to glorify me, lift me up, worship me. He says, I am your fellow servant 
I am the fellow servant, and I am of the brethren of them that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. So when we lift up this brother, that brother, this sister, that sister, he says, that's not what you're supposed to do. He says, we are all fellow servants. We are of the brethren of them that have the testimony of Jesus. And what should you do because you have the testimony of Jesus? Worship God. He did not say worship your trials, tribulations, frustrations, anxieties, and fears. But everybody went through that because Jesus himself said, in the world you shall have tribulations. Remember the Holy Ghost eraser. But rather than go through your trials and tribulations and make them Lord, think about this. I have. He didn't say I will. He said I have overcome the world. See, if I worship God, then what he's done in my life, what he's done for my life, will become active through my life. Okay? Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. See? It is the thing that makes your life come together. It makes your life work because now the testimony of Jesus is going to cause you to call those things that be not as though they were. See, this is what Abraham, our father, did. He believed God. He hoped against hope so that he can walk in the thing that he did not even see it possible to be. See? He, he didn't, he hadn't seen anybody else do it. Let's remember that. That's why we call him the father of our faith. Because he blazed a trail that we can say, okay, good. This is what God spoke. And because God spoke it, and I hope I get to this part of it, because God spoke it, this is what we can operate in, operate from. Okay. And, and, and Jesus, when he's speaking, he's not speaking, according to what we just read, he's not speaking into my past. He is speaking into my future. Prophetically, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Okay? Turn over to uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, so we can hear how Jesus gives us this understanding while he was here, while he was dealing with his disciples, trying to help them understand the path that's in front of them. Do you not know, okay, let's just remember that Jesus himself said in John chapter 10 that the thief only comes for three reasons, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Okay, that's why he's there. He's there to steal, kill, and destroy. And I would ask the question that comes to my mind immediately upon hearing that, I, he cannot steal what I do not have. It could be possible that he could block some things, but it didn't say he came to block. It said he came to steal, meaning possession had to be in somebody's, uh, at somebody's right. It had to be by somebody's right. But he came to steal. 
So by right, someone has to have something in order for him to steal. Is that correct? He came to kill. That means, tells me, gives me the understanding that something is already alive and working. In order for it to be alive, it had to be working. Just because a thing might not be working in my life does not mean the thing is not working. If I don't work the thing, then that thing, to me, is not working. Doesn't mean that the thing's not working anywhere else in the world. Okay? I'm wanting you to see this because sometimes we give up on the word because of our circumstances, situations that we face, because of the understanding that we are leaning toward. See? Even though he told us not to do that, we do a lot of leaning here. See? When we could just take the word as it was spoken because that word that was spoken is the word that causes the victory. Verse 13 of chapter 16, and when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they say, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. I want you to see this. Get this for yourself. Jesus asked his disciples. This was not a generic question. It was a specific question. And if there is a specific question, then we're going to have to render a specific answer. Is that correct? Notice they didn't give a specific answer. They gave a generic answer to a specific question. I wonder how many times in our lives do we do that? There is a specific word given to you. And when you function in that specific word, when you do Bible things, you get Bible results because they correlate specifically to that which was spoken. Okay? So then he asked, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, well, some people think this. Some people think that. Some people think a specific way. Some people think another way. Listen, that we said, some say that thou art. <clears throat> woo, woo. He said, some say. So then, this this um, testimony that they're giving is only active while the people are talking. I want you to get that in their understanding. They are only functioning from a position of this is what they say. Okay. Some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some say that thou art Elias. And others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. I mean, the path that I need to walk on, I probably don't need to walk in the path of they say or some say. Amen. Because they can't help me in my issues. The only one that can help me in my issues is me. It is a specific question for a specific response. Okay? And then Jesus said, okay, I really don't want y'all to function in that. And he saith unto, unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And it's an interesting uh, words that he used here. He did not say, whom do you say I was? He said, whom do you say I am? 
See, that's that perfect present tense that God puts us in. He almost always places us in perfect present tense. We can start in past tense. I get that. But he's trying to move you to whom do you say that I am? That's the way that that Moses was introduced to God. And he told uh, Moses, I tell you what, you go tell the people that's talking to you from now on, you don't tell them uh, the God that will be. You don't tell them about the God that used to be. You tell them about the God that am. He says, I am that I am. That's what you tell them from now on. Tell them that the God that's living with me now in my presence, He's speaking to my present and bringing my future. Mm, that's so good. My God, that's good. And bringing my future out of my present instead of bringing my future out of my past. Oh, my God. That'll preach right there for 100 years. God is trying to get us in the perspective of thinking that I'm dealing with my God's asking me the question now. Who do you say that I am? Glory to God. See? He, he didn't want you to try to, 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 to live on the past of others, on the past that you might have forgotten part of. You know, it's, it's interesting to me that things that are in my past have the ability to be forgotten, diminished. But things that are in my present, oh, yeah, yeah, I got that pretty clear, don't I? Amen. I am that I am. And he said, whom do you say that I am? And Peter, Simon and Peter answered and said, thou, mm-mm-mm. see, when we think and hear from God correctly, even our response gets pretty good. He said, thou art the Christ. He didn't say thou will be the Christ. He didn't say thou used to be the Christ. He speaks perfect tense like God speaks perfect tense. Thou art the Christ. Hmm. The son of the living God. See, y'all, when we think from this perspective, we're stirring up the gift that's in us, but we're making our way sure. He says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Not the the son of an antiquated God, okay? The, the, The God that used to be. No, 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 no. You are the son of the... Living God. That puts my God in my present deal, doesn't it? <clears throat> see, this is why um, we can see the, the victory that Adam had because Adam walked with the living God in the cool of the day. He, 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 God didn't, from what we can glean from that, God was not requiring him to live on past experiences. He was there with him in the experiences that he was carrying him through. And he's the same God. That's why he has the name for us, Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, I appreciate, and he's going to stir up some things by remembering. And I would like for you to to get a better grip on the word remember. It means to put things back in order as they were originally. Remember. Reconstruct. Okay? 
not just a mental image of that which is past, because that is re- that is recollection. He wants us to remember, put it back together from its original intent. Now you want to write that one down. Remember is to put things back together correctly as they were intended to function. That is remember. Okay, your 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 hand has certain members, fingers. They are connected to the hand correctly. And if they have been remembered accurately, then they are able to function by that remembering process. If they don't function, then they have not been remembered, called into action as their original intent informed them. Okay? So, so that, that, that's some of the things that, that we've made the, the process of remembering only an intellectual exercise. It is part of that. But it is so that whatever I am putting back together, I am putting it back together to function from its original intent. So then what did God intend for me? Okay. When he told Adam, he said, this is what you should think from. You have been made after my image in my likeness. Now, since that's what you are putting back together correctly, now, be fruitful as you put it back together in its original tent. Multiply as you put it back together in its original tent. See? Replenish as you put it back together in its original intent. Have dominion as you put it back together in its original intent. See? See, when we put it back from the way it was originally set up, I am remembering now. Not recollecting. I guess when you recollect something, it might give you an emotional charge, but I don't know how far that emotion is going to work. Okay? But when I remember, cause it to be constructed the same way it was in this original intent. I, I, I'm, I'm not a sub-heir, bless the Lord. He made me a joint heir. An heir that is connected to the original to disperse information, proclamation, and victory from its original intent. I hope you, you, you're you following that, okay? He told him, this is who you say that I am, not I used to be, not I hope to be. This is I am, that I am speaking. And he said unto him, you're blessed. Blessed means empowered to prosper. Blessed means empowered to prosper. So, just as a point of reference here, if I'm saying that God blessed me, why am I still facing the mess that I'm in? He blessed me, which means I was empowered to prosper, empowered to to increase, empowered to function 
as I was originally intended. I am remembered. Okay? Blessed are you, Simon, Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, the rock of revelation, I will build my church. And what I'm building is going to function according to its original intent. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So that sounds to me like it is remembered according to its original intent. And there was not thought process of God according to the decree that he told and commanded. He told the man to do. He told the man to replenish, have dominion, be fruitful, multiply. In your thinking, does that align with just do what you can while you can when, you, when you're there? Does that sound the same? Have dominion. Doesn't sound like, okay, uh, I'm going to just go through stuff and I don't know what, you never know what's going to happen. See, I didn't remember correctly, did I? See, I, I, I was made a victor from my inception. I was crowned with uh, glory and uh, I was crowned with it. It should be on my thinking. That's where a crown goes. See? So then when I remember correctly, then I will function by the original intent of the thing. See? I, then I don't have to compare myself among themselves. Because they that compare themselves among themselves are not wise, the Bible says. See? But here we'll go, and we'll say, okay, well, they went through this, so I'm going to go through this too. You weren't created in their image. How did they become the, the standard for your life when you were created in his image after his likeness? Okay? I will give you what? I'm going to build my church here, and the gates of hell will not prevail. And because this is where I'm building my church, I'm going to also give you the keys of the kingdom. Okay. Wow. Let's, let's kind of dig into that. He did not say, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. I would appreciate that, but that's not what he said. He says, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. That would be the right to use the keys that cause the kingdom to work. That's the keys of the kingdom. The keys to the kingdom, if I don't know what key it is, I might not ever get into that door. But since he gave us the keys of the kingdom, that door even belongs to me. Okay, glory to God. You do see Peter kind of grew into some of these things, kept thinking about it and growing. You remember when the angel of the Lord came to Peter and woke him up, smote him on the side and woke him up. Peter was in jail, and he smote him on the side and woke him up, and he told him, say, follow me. 
And then they started going out of the jail, and they came to this gate, and the Bible says that the gate to the city opened unto them of its own accord. Oh, my God, I hope you got that. See, when I have the keys of the kingdom, I didn't have to wait to unlock the door. Glory to God. Because the, the, the gate was made by the one that made everything. So when the angel of the Lord was in front of Peter, the angel of the Lord brought the presence of God, and the presence of God caused the gate to know I'm not supposed to stop my master. The gate opened of its own accord. And then Peter had the revelation again. Now I know that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me. Come on, y'all. Let's get back to our original intent. Originally, everything that was made by God was going to submit to the one he made for the things that we see. Everything was made for man. It was made to respond to whatever the need of the man was. So then here we go, this, this angel of the Lord that was with Peter was reinstating, showing that the, 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 the original intent, it was remembered, and the original intent said, okay, I can't stop Peter, because Peter has divine presence flowing in his life. And the gate of the city opened of its own accord. The power of God was working so uh, so freely that there were no obstacles that can stop it. The gate said, move out the way. It was not even a, just so that we get this, there was not even a request made, authority given, not just a request made. The, the angel of the Lord said, get up, follow me. So then wherever the angel wanted to go, everything in front of him, the Bible says it in the Exodus, that the angel of the Lord was going before him to prosper him in his way. Oh, glory to God. I'm hoping that you can make these connections, that the angel was not going to be stopped by a gate. See, he was not going to be stopped by it. He was on divine assignment. So everything was going to flow and work according to that assignment. And as we grow in this and walk in this, then there will no man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. That, this is kind of how I got to these, uh, these revelations here. Because I, I, I said that last week, one of the things that I stated I said that, and I would like for you to, 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 to write it down so that we can uh, go back and grab it here. It says, the revelation is for the situation, and the provision is in the promise. That came out of, out of Joshua chapter uh, 1, verse 8, okay? because that's how it's supposed to flow. Say. It's not supposed to be something that we have to sweat again. When you go back to the original intent, there was nothing that the man needed or wanted that was not done for the man. 
okay, when man sinned and started trying to do things by his own thinking, then God came and said, now, because you have done this, now you're going to live by the sweat of your brow. So before the sin, before high treason was committed in the garden, then everything was working for the man without sweat. Amen. It was... Things were still, understand, things were still getting done. God gave him the responsibility of keeping the garden, but he didn't want him to do that through sweat. Okay? That's not the way it was created. Okay? It was created that whatever the man's heart connected to God in obedience would want that's the thing the man had every time, all the time. It's our job now to remember this process, put it back together as it was originally intended to work. In the world, you should have tribulations. Go back to its original intent. I have overcome the world. Everything that was standing in your way. It, it, it's going to work because I have redeemed you from the curse of the law. The revelation is for the situation. And I would like for you to know that the revelation, okay, 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 comes first. Let's go back here and see this. Let's come back here and see this. Verse 17, and Jesus answered and said to Simon, blessed are you. Empowered to prosper are you. Maybe you should say that over yourself. I have been empowered to prosper. Amen. God has already set it up for you. You've been empowered to prosper. So because I've been empowered to prosper, notice what came first. You are empowered to prosper. Simon, and then he says, because you didn't get this information through, uh, 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 you didn't get this information through experience, you got it through revelation. You can get your information one or two ways, by experience or by revelation. Amen. And the ones that are blessed and empowered to prosper are the ones that get it by revelation. Why? Because I say that I'm going to build my whole church, the ones that are called out, the ecclesia. I'm going to build my church from this rock of revelation. I'm going to build on a revelation. Okay? It's an interesting thing that I found about revelations. Revelations invite you into. When, when something is revealed, then you enter into it to sojourn in that revelation, walk in that revelation. You, you travel back and forth in that revelation. And he says that as you do this, you'll know the revelation is still active because no matter what the devil tries, it will not prevail. Okay. I, I, the revelation comes first, beloved. The revelation comes first. Watch this. And I will give to thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Wait a minute. Notice what happens. Jesus gave him the revelation 
and the revelation is for the situation. Whatever you bind, because you have the revelation now, you can stop the enemy because I gave you the revelation before the situation. Our job would be to use the revelation in the situation. God says this, I will have no other gods before me. That tells me that God has to get there first. The trial cannot get there first if God said he will not have any other gods before him. The God of temptation, the, 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 the God of frustration. No, it, it can't come before the God of revelation. It can't happen. Again, as the thief comes, he only comes to steal what you already have. He cannot steal what you don't have. He cannot kill what's not alive. He cannot destroy what does not exist. He only comes, Jesus said this, there is no other reason for him to be here except he is stealing, killing, or destroying. And our job is to recognize that I must have something in order for those three things to happen in my life. So then I come to the place where I say, well, I'm not going to let him take that. That's mine. It belongs to me. It was given to me. The revelation of that belongs in my life. And I will walk in the victory of the revelation. The revelation is for the situation. The provision is in the promise. The provision is in the promise. See, he told him, Peter, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. The provision is in the promise. So then, and we can verify this by scripture, when the temptation comes, then, then I don't have to go belly aching and begging because God promised that there is no temptation that is taking you, but such as is common to man, and God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, and will, with the temptation, make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. What does that mean? That first comes the revelation. Then all of the things that the devil wants to throw up as as roadblocks, then you're going to have to deal with those roadblocks by the revelation. The revelation is for the situation. The provision is in the promise. Peter, let's make sure we see this in this this verse right here. He says, and I will give unto thee the, the keys of the kingdom. Peter didn't know what keys he had yet. Amen. But then he told him, whenever you get, uh, 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 whenever you see an attack, use the key. Why? Because I've given you the key and the keys will give you the right to bind and loose. Okay. Again, so that you can understand the revelation is for the situation. So when you get a, a, a temptation to, 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 to not flow in the promise that God has, not flow in the provision that God has, go back and say, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. This is set up. This is divine. My life is divinely appointed. Divinely appointed. So the devil can't come and he's not going to get it first. I already have something. My job now is to bind him, stop him from stealing, taking, and destroying him. Stop him from doing that. And as I stop him from doing that, I allow the flow to happen because he says, whatever you bind on earth 
is already bound in heaven. Whatever you release to be in the earth, legally, it was already existing in heaven, and now you're doing what Jesus said. He says, pray, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Pray that. Let that be your reference. Revelation shows you that it's functioning in heaven. When you, when you are under attack physically and, 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 and your healing has been uh, compromised or, 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 or becomes under attack, then you say, wait a minute, well, I see this already being provided in heaven. And I'm going to declare that his will is going to be done on this earth the same way it's done in heaven. There are no sick people in heaven. Well, we'll go next step. There are no poor people in heaven. In heaven, they walk on streets of gold. I did not say walk on streets that are paved with gold. I said they walk on streets of gold. Glory to God. The, the gates of heaven, the Bible says, each gate is made out of one pearl. I have no idea the size of that. This is the gate that God walks in and out of. How big will that pearl be? And every gate is a one pearl. Okay, again, so that you get it. The roads that they walk on, the streets that they walk on, this is the gate that's in front of a street. How big does the gate have to be? There are no poor people in heaven. The Bible says Jesus gave up his riches so that he so that we could have it. He became, it says it this way, he became poor so that we could become rich. In order to become poor, you had to leave riches. Is that correct? See, when you have this revelation, now the gates of hell cannot prevail against that because your thought is, no, 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 no. I came from abundance. I flow in abundance. I think abundant thoughts because that's why Jesus came. He said, I am come right after he said the thief comes not but for the steal, kill and destroy. He says, but know this, erase all that. That's really not even important. I am come that you might have life and that you might have that life more abundantly. I've come so that you can have abundance in your life. My reason for showing up is to cover up any lack in your life because you are functioning from a, a kingdom that has abundance in every way. See? So then there is no way that the, 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 the test, the trial, the frustration got there first. It can't get there first. The, the word is there first because he said revelation is for the situation. And whatever you bind because the revelation is there. Okay. He didn't even say that the, the, you need to beg. Okay. Just so that we get this, y'all. He didn't say that we needed to beg so that we can restore things. See, I am remembering is what I'm doing. See? So then I don't have to beg, plead, and, and, and barter with God. All I really need to do is to remember, put it back as it was originally intended to function. 
See, I am remembering. See, I, I'm not trying to. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to build again. I am remembering. See. That's why we study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman, one that can remember things. I can I can uh, assign, assimilate the things that have been. That's why you can hear some of the things that Jesus said. I am He that was and is and is to come. See, because He's saying, okay, I already started this. It got messed up. But now I'm going to remember, and that's what's going to be from now on, was and is and is to come. See? He's given us the ability to put things back in order, understand that he's the one building. I am simply remembering. Not a mental exercise. I am doing line upon line, precept upon precept. I am re. Remembering. Okay? So then, as I remember these things, put them back together correctly in my heart. That's why it's important, because out of the heart flows the issues of life. When my heart has been, uh, uh, has been accustomed to remembering things, then that life that has been remembered, put back together wholly, see, W-H, holy, put back together completely, then my life now lives out of that abundance. My life now lives out of that completion. See, I don't have to function out of Lodabar anymore. See, the place where we barely got understood that I didn't remember correctly. See, when I put it back together as God ordained the thing, the thing will work, okay? See, the, 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 the thing that, that we have to understand here is that when God speaks, he speaks in faith. I, I mean, I, I looked at this again this week. When God speaks, he always speaks in faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what God speaks, the word of God. Okay? So then God always speaks in faith. Sometimes we don't hear in faith. But when God speaks, that's why he'll tell you to do things that you have never seen and God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. So he's going to tell you to do things because he's speaking in faith. And so when we start hearing in faith, then the faith that he spoke comes. And now I am blessed, empowered to prosper by that which he said. See? He speaks in faith. And here's something you can kind of mull over. You can write it down. What he speaks over, he's working on. He speaks in faith. And whatever he speaks over, he's working on. Turn to Genesis chapter 1. 
You know the scripture. He, he, he's, he's been doing this from Jump Street. Okay? Verse, okay, whatever he speaks over, he's working on. In the beginning, God created verse 1 of Genesis 1. And, and, and I would like for you to just study Genesis chapter 1 uh, to get some things out of it. And we're going to get a couple of things, revisit some other things in here also. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of, the Spirit of God moved or hovered over, upon the face of the waters, and then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So what, when God spoke to a dark situation that was without form, it was empty, void. He spoke over what he's working on. He said, let there be, and there was. He was working on what wasn't there, and he said, let there be. So whatever he spoke over, he's working on. Okay? Do you get that? So then, as God has declared and decreed things over you, what he's spoken over, he's working on. Okay? He who has begun a good work in you, he is faithful to complete it. Okay? He began the good work. How did he begin the good work? He spoke to it. He speaks faith. Okay. All right. So that we can just kind of apply it in, 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 in our lives. So then we have disobedient and rebellious bank accounts. They keep draining uh, before we can get to the place where prosperity flows. So then we speak over that, the same word that God spoke, and we say prosperity be. Amen. We speak over it because as we release the same words that God released, then God's working on what he speaks over. He, he, he wants you to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, to lend to many nations and not borrow. He speaks over that. He's working on that to cause you to be able to see. That's what Joshua uh, 1 says. It says that this book of the law shall not depart out of our mouth, but you shall meditate therein, day and night. Meditate therein. It's a little different than meditating thereon. He wants you to meditate from the inside. Come on, therein. See, because wishful thinking is not what God is talking about here. Okay? He's, he's bringing your spirit to life so that your spirit can then recite, remember what God has already said. Okay? I, I, I continue to study to show myself approved. I continue to meditate, and then I will see or observe to do what the word said I can do, all that is written therein. David encouraged himself in the Lord. 
when he was uh, uh, out there in the wilderness and, and the lion came for the sheep, he said he went out there and he slew the lion. There was a bear that came out and he slew the bear. And then when Goliath came, uh, he reminded himself by remembering what God already did. He put it back together in its original fold in this one in front of me, this uncircumcised Philistine. So then it's going to be just like that lion. It's going to be just like the bear. He was remembering, putting it back together. It didn't have to do, it didn't have anything to do with David's ability. It had to do with his availability. Because I am now the one that has put back together in its original intent. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I put back together in its original intent. That, 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 that my enemies that come out against me one way, they shall flee before me seven ways. I'm putting back together in its original intent. See? And as I do that, now God is able to use me because I remembered my function. I, I become again that, that mighty man of valor. See? I, I began to, to, to put back together again in proper proportion the one that always causes me to triumph, that gives me the victory. I remember that. Okay? I remember that in this world I shall have tribulations, but... The Lord delivers me out of them all. I remember that. I don't, I don't think about it and say, oh, yeah, this is just one of them trials that I'm going to have to go through. No, I remember, but I have overcome them all. I put that back together correctly. See? I just don't recollect that my grandmama, my great-grandmama, my daddy and my mama, my sisters and brothers went through all of this stuff. That's not what I put together. I put together that God said that he is with me. I remember that. See, when I put on the, the whole armor of God, then I can, I can take down all of the attack of the devil. Words. I'll be able to quench every fiery dart. Attacks uh, uh, on my thinking, I'll have on the helmet of salvation. I'll have on the breastplate of righteousness. I will be able to use the word of God, the sword of the spirit. See? And then as I am standing in my right place, standing in my righteousness because of what he's done, I remembered that. And now the devil don't know who that is in that armor because it is still the armor of God. It wasn't Stevie's armor from Jump Street. It was the armor of God. The devil don't know who in there. Me or God. When he sees that I am wielding the, the truth of the sword of the spirit the same way God showed him that this truth works when he was cast down, he remembers that too. He can recollect that. 
The Bible says that uh, demons know that there's one God, and they tremble. See? So then when I allow the, the, the word of God to be alive on the inside of me, reformed on the inside of me, then I, 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 I'm able to win. Okay. So, so he's given me the option to see that what he's working on, what he's speaking over, he's working on. Okay. And then what he speaks into, he's working out. What he speaks over, he's working on. What he speaks into, he's working out. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. What he speaks into, he's working out. See, he sent his word to you to deliver you. His word will not return to him void, but it will prosper in the thing whereunto he sent it. See, he sent it in you. Okay? Let's look at this. Philippians chapter 2. It says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now, much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh where? In you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So what he speaks into He's going to work out. See? God speaks in. We work out. Okay? He says, as you always have obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Because God is the one that's working in. He works it in. You walk it out. To the point that everything in you changes, he says he will change your will and your want to. Amen. God is working in you both to will and to do. Glory to God. Again, last week we said that if you were willing and obedient, you'll change your diet. You'll eat the good of the land. See? So God needs that exchange of what he's working out. You walk it out. See, when he speaks into it, he wants you to help him walk it out because it's going to be worked out in your members. Okay, come on now. It's going to be walked, worked out and walked out in your members. You have to remember using the original intent. Hmm. Hmm. So then when you... Uh, use your members correctly. You don't have time to point out other people's faults. That's not what your members were there for. Your members, your hands, your participation effort was there to help people get back together. If you see a brother overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you fall again. See, you're supposed to help in the re 
member process. If you see someone overtaking in a fault, your job is not to, to, to tear them down. That's not the original intent. Come on, y'all. That's not the mm, that's very good, sir. That's not the original intent. When God put two on the earth, the second person that he put on the earth, being Eve, was here assigned to be the help meet. Help fit for her husband. Because he blessed them. Amen. He didn't just bless him, he blessed them. And said to them, be fruitful. So if I see a person that is injured, my job is to bless them by remembering them. Restore such an one in a spirit of meekness. See, so my job was never according to scripture. My job as a second person in their life. Want help that is fit and able for them. My job was not to tear them down. My job was to assist in their growth and prosperity. Remember. So whatever he speaks over, he's working on. Whatever he speaks into, he's working out. Okay? And and he's looking for fruit that's going to remain. He's not just looking for a visitation of fruit. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Come on. He's looking for fruit that will remain. Fruit that will remain means that other people, when they need it, they will be able to partake because that fruit is going to remain. If I just have fruit that visits, then it might make the two or three people that's there while I'm speaking, it might make them encouraged, but that fruit did not remain. When something remains, that means that it's going to be perpetual. Does, is, that, is that not correct? It, it's going to continue. And see, when God made this, he made that. You, you go back to Genesis chapter 1. He made this so that the fruit, see, God hides the seed of a thing inside the thing. He puts the answer to the challenge in the place where the challenge is. He puts the seed, he puts the victory and life into the seed. He puts the victory and the life in the seed. Genesis chapter 1. This is one of the reasons I, I want you to just kind of study it out so that you can see. This is the law of first mention, okay? You're going to see a lot of that in, 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 this, in these passages. So if it's mentioned first, that's the way God wants it to work, expects it to work, uh, declare that it would work. He put the seed inside the fruit. The answer to the challenge is in the place where the challenge is seen. Okay, again, upon this rock of revelation, I build my church, and I'm going to give you keys. The keys are that if you see the problem, the answer to the problem is inside the challenge. Okay, okay, again, 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 so that we can get these things. See, these are little keys that we can get. If the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I am come that you might have life, then that tells me that the seed of the I am come answers the challenge of the thief, kill, and steal, and destroy. 
Did you see what I'm saying? I did not say he was going to always use the thing. I said the answer is in the thing. Okay? Open your understanding here. See? I, I don't look to the devil to solve my problems from the devil. I look to the challenge and say, what did God say about this challenge? Because my answer is in what God said about the challenge. Because the, the, the word was there first. The challenge is not the big thing. The word that the devil's trying to steal is what I've got to meditate on. The answer is in the challenge. He's trying to steal something that I already have. The answer is in the challenge. Okay, do you see what I'm saying? All right, watch this. This is the way God created this stuff. Verse 11 of Genesis 1. And the Lord said, who said this? The Lord said this. This is his conversation. Okay, wow, wow, wow. This is his conversation that we need to know and dig into. Find out what the Lord said prior to the challenge. Okay? When we think from this perspective, then we'll walk in victory perpetually because it'll always be about what the Lord said instead of what the devil doing. It should always be about what the Lord said rather than what the devil is doing. And most of the time, we've been trained to think about what the devil is doing. I don't care what the devil is doing. What did the Lord say? Okay? Again, the revelation is for the situation. The provision is in the promise. Okay, watch this. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself. See, that's why he wants to have fruit that remains, because the seed is in the fruit. Okay, okay. The seed in its original intent. I need to re. Remember here, the seed in its original intent is in the fruit. So I don't throw the seed away because I partook of the fruit. I remember that the seed is going to cause everything to continue. So that I, I need to learn to protect the seed, even though I partook of the fruit. Amen. God delivered me. Okay, I appreciate that. That is the fruit. What was the seed? Because when I protect the seed, it will remain because the seed is in the fruit. Come on, read it again. Here we go. And God said that the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed and the fruit yielding trees, uh, yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after its kind and god said that that's what i wanted to do that's what i needed i needed the seed to remain so I'm going to need people that understand and want to protect the seed, not to throw the seed off just away just because they got a blessing. 
Okay? Yes, partake of the blessing. Protect the seed. Okay? I, I hope you got that. Because a lot of times in our lives, what we do is we just go after uh, the, the fruit because everybody likes the fruit. We like to have our bellies filled. Got that. But I need to, at the same time, I'm going to consume the fruit. I need to protect the seed. My body needed the fruit. My spirit needed the seed. So that's what we've got to, we've got to kind of practice, work on that. Because listen to what Jesus said in uh, John chapter 15. See, his word is alive. So we need to keep the life of the word working in us, not just go get the fruit, the benefit that the word gave us. Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So he says, if I can get you to get in my word and then let my word abide in you. My spirit needs the seed. Amen. After you have consumed the fruit, enjoyed the fruit, please, please protect the seed. If my words abide in you. Look at this. Look at this. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can have conversation that lasts from now on. You will ask what you will. Not just for the thing you're looking at today, but you will be able to have conversation about what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Because you are those that have learned to protect the seed. Because the seed is going to bring forth fruit after its kind. You can say it this way. See, because God, uh, uh, put, the, God put the tree in the seed. Amen. He put the tree in the seed so that when I protect the seed, then I will produce other trees which are going to bear fruit. And when I keep protecting the seed over and over and over, I have a forest. I have an orchard of trees. Why? Because I protected the seed. So I never come up lacking because I protected the seed, not chased after the fruit. I'm not just trying to get a blessing and 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 then and, and 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 display my blessing. I'm trying to protect. I'm learning to protect the seed because the seed is going to bring forth fruit after its kind. Power is in His word. His word is His bond. And if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you will ask what you will and it will be done unto you. Notice what happens here. Please notice this. It didn't say if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will. And, and, and then because you ask, that's what you're going to get. He said if the word abides, if the fruit, if the seed, if the fruit remains, the seed is protected, then you can ask perpetually and it will perpetually be done. It's not just done because of a request, okay? That, that's what I want you to see. See, notice again, this is an abiding word. 
okay? Not a consumed word. A consumed word responds to, 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 to need or lust. An abiding word responds to everything that you need. See, we pray that you ask and receive not because you ask and miss, that you may consume it upon your lust. We, we, we ask backwards. We ask for things in a backwards manner. We ask for things so that we can consume it upon our lust. We see the fruit, we like the fruit, we consume the fruit, and we did nothing to protect the seed. In this case, we didn't even do anything to prepare our ground to receive more of the same seed. We consumed it upon our lust, and that's it. See? So God has placed the answer to the challenge in the place, and I said this exactly how I heard it, in the place where the challenge is seen. I did not say he put the answer to the challenge in the challenge. He put the answer to the challenge in the place where the challenge is seen. You remember um, uh, Isaiah fifty-four seventeen? It says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that arises against you, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. See? So then the place where the challenge was is the place where he, he, he wants the seed to, be, to remain. See? Stop, stop, looking at your, stop looking at things from a personal perspective. Look at things from an eternal perspective. God placed Victory in my life, the word, the seed of everything, incorruptible seed, the Bible says. So then the word has come to me so that the word can deliver me. He didn't say so that the fruit can deliver me. Amen. He said that the word would deliver me. So then I need to protect the word. Why did God send this word to me? He sent this word so that I can use the seed of this word. If it abides in me, then I'll have conversations from now on. See? I I, I won't just be dealing with a a, a one-time deliverance and that felt good, that tasted good, that looked good. No, 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 no. I'm going to be the one that protects the seed. See, he connects to us by his word. If you are my disciples, if you, he says, continue in my word. If you continue, then are you disciplined in what you do? And you shall know the truth, become intimate with the truth. Okay, all right, let's do it again. Come on. He says you will know the truth, become intimate with the truth. He didn't say you'll know the fruit and become intimate with the fruit. The fruit The results did not make you free. The truth or the seed made you free. So then learn to protect and deal with the seed. Okay? I'm hoping that you get this. I don't believe that many of us have heard it on this wise because we were always uh, happy to get the fruit. And I understand that. But he wants us to protect the seed because the seed brings forth fruit. After itself. 
Amen. I mean, that's the thing that farmers see. I guess part of the challenge is that we are not agriculturally uh, 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 disciplined. Okay? We are consumers in this time, not planters and harvesters. Because as soon as a farmer gets a seed, the farmer protects the seed because the seed is his potential crop. Amen. He doesn't just sell everything that he has and did not have. He has silos. Come on, y'all. He has silos in his, on his barn. The silos are the place of harvest. See? He doesn't empty the, the silo and say, okay, I'm good now. No, because then he has nothing to plant. So then he cannot continue the cycle of process that God set in motion, that the seed is going to bring forth fruit and carry fruit in itself. So, so these are, are, are things that, that we really, really need to look at and begin to understand. From, yes, an agricultural perspective, because God told the man, tend to the garden. Pay attention to the garden. He said, you're going to get the fruit, any fruit you want, not a problem. But I set in motion things that will remain. For as long as the earth remains, there shall be seed time and harvest. There shall be hot and cold, winter and summer, as long as the earth remains. So then remember that. Put that back together in your thinking the way it was in its original intent. So that you will be the one that's always abounding. Wow, wow. He said that you will be the one that will be always abounding, not necessarily the one that's always protecting. Amen. Abounding means I have more than enough. So then I don't have to spend all of my time trying to protect what I have. I recognize that the seed that I protect is going to perpetually bring forth fruit because the fruit is in the seed. And the seed is going to produce after its own time. Stir up the gift that's in you. Allow your understanding to become fruitful so that the seed that comes out of that fruit would yet remain. He's interested in you displaying his glory like never before. In these days, in this time, your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just bless you and praise you. We thank you for your word that you sent to heal and deliver. Thank you for the revelations of your word that cause us to be able to anchor our soul by that which you have spoken. Because what you speak into, you're working out. What you speak over, you're working on. Thank you for working on us so that we can show your good works and men will glorify the Father. We give you praise, sir. 
We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you is done in the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed of the Lord said together. Amen. Amen. So again, I, I, I ask you if there are any questions or comments uh, about the ministry tonight, we'll give you the opportunity uh, to share those uh, comments. Um, area code 678-536-7829. Okay, area code 404-536-7829. You have the mic. Any questions or comments uh, about the ministry today? 404-536-7829. Go ahead. Um, You had given the scripture of John 20, but you didn't say what verse from John 20. Never did get back to it. (laughs) Never did get back to it. Because... Y'all have to pray with me because um, as I see one thing, um, five other scriptures uh, help the point become clear. But in uh, John chapter um, 20, um, we, we see how, excuse me, chapter 21, we see how um, 21? Peter was, yes, chapter 21 actually. Um, and what verse? It's going to be. You're starting at the first verse, and you're working your way through it, because okay. Jesus had told Peter some things. He told Peter that um, the devil wanted to sift him as wheat. He said this in Luke chapter 22. He said, but when you are converted, strengthen the brother. That's what he told him. Okay. And so then now yes. uh, Peter is living inside that, that moment, and he had forgotten. And so it says this in 21. Um, Peter, verse Verse 3, just to quickly get it, it says, Simon saith unto them, the disciples, I go a fishing. And they say, we go with thee also. And they went forth. <laughs> so now, Jesus told him to do what? Strengthen the brother. Mm-hmm. And so here, go, here we got Peter that says, you know what I'm going to do? Jesus is gone. I'm going to go fishing. He didn't tell you, he didn't assign you to go back fishing, did he? Right. <laughs> he told Peter, strengthen the brother. And Peter said, well, this ain't working too good. So since it ain't, I'm going to go fishing. And then Jesus came to him and uh, stood on the shore, and he said, okay, you done did what you wanted to do. How that working for you, Peter? Did you catch anything? And Peter said, no, we ain't caught nothing. <laughs> and he said, okay, well, cast your net up on the right side. And uh, he did, and they were not able to. Uh, they were not able to draw it because of the multitude of fishes. And then Peter recognized that, oh, I heard him say this before. This is Jesus. And he went running around. He said he had to put his clothes on. Why did he put his coat on? Because he was naked. So you can see Peter was not in his in the will of the Lord at all right here, was he? Right. He was naked, doing doing what he used to do, trying to make things work. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Jesus said, okay, when he got up to the top, he said, come on and eat. I know you, you used to do things this way. Come on and eat. And then he asked him, do you love me more than these fish? Yeah, you know I do. Okay, feed my sheep. Do you love me more than this fish? Yeah, feed my lamb. Do you love me more than this fish? Now, Jesus, you know this. He said, feed my sheep. The three times okay. that Peter Thank denied you. Jesus, he just restored him, didn't he? Yes. He asked him three times. Why? Because he said, Peter, this is not what I asked you to do, Peter. I told you to strengthen the brethren, 
And Peter finally got that thing. That's why we have mm-hmm. in the Bible a second Peter. <laughs> See? <laughs> okay, thank you. And we do, he, he, he's not mad at us because we went back to what we know. He's just going to come back and ask us, okay, let me see. I'm going to try to remember this again for you, Peter. I'm going to put it back together in this original again. Feed my lambs, feed my sheep, strengthen the brother. Can you do that, Peter? Peter finally did. So that's the, uh, okay. the, 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 the that's where I was going with that from the very beginning. But um, I believe that the, the trip, the round trip that he gave us, I believe that we were able to glean some things uh, from that uh, for our yeah. lives. And so um, that, that's what we have to do. So if the Lord has been a blessing to you, then now is the time for you to be a blessing unto the Lord, that you are supposed to uh, imitate what I did by giving of the spiritual supply that God has given me. Now you can give of your natural. So you can sow your uh, seed here at LiveDeliverance.com. Just go to the website and look for the Donate tab and uh, be obedient to the Lord so that you can uh, start reaping the things uh, that God wants you to reap in your life because the revelation that he builds upon will bless you immensely. So, again, uh, go to LiveDeliverance.com and look for the Donate tab and be obedient to God. Until the next time that we get together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Hmm. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday, love y'all. Be blessed.